Welcome to this edition of The Golden Nugget. I, again, am your host, Rob Gold. And this evening, as I say, we are talking about the football predictions of the week for the Premier League. As the Premier League is back after an international break, and what more of a match could you ask for to start the Premier League weekend off with the Merseyside Derby Saturday afternoon? So we are going to kick things off with the predictions for Liverpool versus Everton at Anfield. Half 12 kickoff uh, on Saturday. Um, as I say, it's going to be an intriguing match. Obviously, Liverpool are still hurting from the Spurs game. Obviously, with obviously with their last match that they had was the game against Brighton. They've had a couple of tricky away fixtures in that in the league um, where they haven't picked up a win yet, um, as I say. But, as I say, obviously they're at home against Everton, um, who still have yet to find somewhat their form this season. and that. So I think this one is going to start off with a home win. And if I'm honest, I think it could be quite a convincing win for Liverpool because, because they're still hurting from the Spurs fiasco. Obviously, they're not overly impressed by only picking up a point against Brighton, considering the loss there last season, because Brighton's not an exactly an easy place to go to and get the three points. Um, so, yeah, and, and to be honest, they didn't really play all that all that well in the first half, but then obviously it tur- things turned around a wee bit towards the end of that half and going into the second half, but they were unfortunate to not walk away with more than a point. Um, then we have the three o'clock kickoffs: Bournemouth Wolves, Brentford Burnley, Man City Brighton, Newcastle Palace, Forest Luton, and then we also have Chelsea and Arsenal at half past five kickoff with Sheffield United against Manchester United. The eight o'clock kickoff: Aston Villa and West Ham play on the Sunday, and Monday you have Tottenham Hotspur against Fulham. So we will kick things off for the three o'clock kickoffs with Bournemouth versus Wolves. This is such a hard match to call. I'm not going to lie with you. Because even Bournemouth at home, you think to yourselves that home form is crucial for any team. Um, so for Bournemouth, it's extremely crucial. With, you know, because they could be probably, you're probably talking like the bottom half of the table. Um, Burnley, or sorry, Wolves, um, again. You know, as I say, they're not wanting to be in that position um, down towards the bottom again and things like that. So they'll be fighting for everything. So this one between Bournemouth and Wolves, I am predicting a draw. Um, Brentford versus Burnley. This is another tricky one where, if I'm honest, I would honestly normally have went probably for the home team in this game. But because I know what's at stake for Burnley in this game as well, again, it's I wouldn't exactly go as it's a six-pointer because Brentford, as I say, have been known to give teams a bit of a scare at home. 
and things like that. But this season, they haven't been the same kind of team that we are we are we have been used to seeing in the past two seasons, and that. Um, so that's why I'm actually predicting Burnley to walk away with the three points here from this game, even at being at Brentford. Um, now we move on to Manchester City against Brighton. Now this one, this one could r- rustle a few feathers. I'm not going to lie. So Man City at home against Brighton. So I'm predicting a draw because Man City haven't overly played that well, even though they're sitting, you know, in amongst the top kind of teams, you know, at the top of the table, things like that. They're sitting like they're, I think it's like third now, I think they are after obviously the Arsenal result um, from uh, from the previous um, set of matches. Um, and they'll be they'll be looking to get to keep up the pace as well at the top, at the top of the table, and that. But as I say, but with that said, Brighton on their day away from home, they're not scared to take on anybody. They're they're not scared to give anybody a good game. I believe that Brighton will give Manchester City a good game. So I put down a draw. But I'm also going to be not surprised if Brighton walk away with the three points here because, as I say, they have been known to play well. They have taken a couple of hits this season so far, Brighton. But, as I say, this this one, as I say, in my mind, is predicted a draw. But like any other game, it can go either way. But, as I say, it's one, you know, most people think Man City are on favourites, which they probably would be. But Brighton, the way they're playing... Again, on their day, they could do anybody. So hence the reason why I'm putting down a draw. Next match, Newcastle versus Palace. I can only see this going one way, and that's to Newcastle. Um, I believe Newcastle will have too much for Palace this week. Um, I really do. Um, I think this this is probably going to be one of the easiest results of the weekend, if I'm honest. Um, would be, uh, I don't mean any disrespect to Crystal Palace, but Newcastle, I think, could could they score nine? Could they score eight or nine against them? Mm, don't know. But I can see it just being a one-sided fixture in Newcastle's favour. Um, so, yeah, so Newcastle home win. Uh, Nottingham Forest versus Luton. Luton, obviously, they're sitting at the bottom um, and things like that. Obviously, you know, they've, they've now got their first kind of points on the board, which is good for them. And that been in the Premier League. Um, against Nottingham Forest, they're away. Um, again, Forest's home form is going to be what's going to keep them up this season. And that, um, so I can see nothing but a Forest win. And so I'm predicting that Nottingham Forest home win. And then we move on to the Chelsea and Arsenal game. Half past five kickoff. So again, very tricky to call because Chelsea are starting to find that rhythm now in some of their matches. Obviously, they had Fulham and uh, not, not not that long ago there, and a London derby there as well, and that which Chelsea walked away victors from. Um, Arsenal obviously playing very well. They're on the top, you know, sitting second, well joint top, you know, um, with Tottenham at the, at the top of the table. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very good match to watch in that, that one. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Who do I think will win that one? Honestly, I don't. I, I can't. I, I can't call it. So I've put down a draw. Um, Arsenal aren't really scoring that many goals, but but they're they can be a bit leaky. Whenever if they're coming up against someone with a bit of an with with a bit of pace and a bit of an attack, so that's why I'm thinking a draw because on their day Arsenal going forward again same kind of thing. Chelsea, obviously at the start of the season were a wee bit leaky, but they're starting to close up a wee bit at the back there and keep things tight, um, and that so they're starting to you know come together a wee bit, and then obviously so go go for a draw in that match. Then the Sheffield United versus Manchester United game kicks off at eight o'clock on the Saturday evening. Um, so this one now, this might shock some fans. Me choosing this one to a point. So obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, so I tend to usually go against Manchester United. But if I think Manchester United are going to be are going to win, I would predict them to win. But this match against Sheffield United at Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. I can see Sheffield and I picking up the victory here. I really do. I mean, they'll still be hurting after the battering they took from Newcastle from a couple of weeks ago, and that. So they'll still be sort of kind of hurting from that. And Manchester United have been so, you know, mixed in their results, and that a win here could sort of creep them up a bit, um, and sort of maybe give them a wee bit of a momentum boost, um, coming in towards, you know this part of the season where as i say you've still got like one or two international breaks before you know before the end of the year you've still got europe europe to worry about as well on top of that um and obviously once once kind of europe's out of the way by december then you've got the, the fa cup you've got the league cup matches still coming up to come up as well so a lot of football between now and christmas so it'll be interesting to see who can handle that uh, pressure going in to the second half of the season, uh, which we will do. So we will be doing a first half of the season review, and you know, in and around sort of around around the Christmas period. So watch out for that episode, folks. And um, again, weekly episodes anyway, but that will be a special one-off as well, and that which we'll be talking about in depth about stories that have went on from the start of the season and uh, from the summer from, from the summer window till we get to that point in the season. Um, so prediction wise for Sheffield United against Manchester United, a prediction of a Sheffield United home win. Then we move on to Sunday's match between Aston Villa and West Ham United. Now both teams again playing relatively well, get picking up results and things like that which is obviously what's needed uh, from those two clubs and that. Um, where they're going to finish this season, it's going to be hard to judge. Villa are playing well and that. They're sort of sitting, hovering around sort of, you know, sixth, seventh position again type of thing. West Ham around about the same kind of spot. Um, this one is really hard to call as well. Um, even with it being at Villa Park, Villa haven't been known to score, score goals. West Ham, again, the, going forward, as well, they can score goals too, and that, and they're not afraid. Obviously, with James Ward Prowse now with them as well, you've got someone who can help with you know a plenty of assists as well as scoring free kicks and things like that. Um, 
again, this will be a close game. I think it'll, it'll, I can see this being a one goal game, as in a one goal winner game kind of thing. So I can see it, but I can see it going like 2 1 or 3 2 or something like that. I think there'll be goals in this game, but I think a draw is going to be the prediction I'm going to go for. So for this game, it is a draw. And now we move on to the 10th and final match of this, this round of fixtures. It is between Tottenham Hotspur and Fulham, which will be on the Monday night football match. And that which you can see at, and I think it's an 8 o'clock kickoff on that Monday. Um, and as I say, Spurs were probably my favourites because of their form at the minute. Um, but Fulham, away from home, it's a derby game. You know, they'll need to start, they'll need to start thinking they need to, we need to pick up points here as well. Um, some of the games have been unlucky in and that. Um, this one is, even with it being at Spurs, you think obviously the way Spurs have been playing and things like that. You know, they, they have been playing well. In, in some of their games, obviously the last couple of games that they had, they were very fortunate to even actually pick up any points, let alone to pick up, you know, to pick up six points um, in the past couple of games, because obviously the game that they had against Sheffield United um, at home, where they were 1-0 down going in like the last, like, what was it, 11 minutes, it was like 11 minutes of out of time or something like that, or something like that, it was quite a long period of time. And they scored like the equaliser in like the ninety what was it the ninety sixth minute or something like that, and then they scored the winner in the in the hundredth minute or whatever it was. It was something like that, and then ended up winning two one, um, and then obviously the game against Liverpool where we know what happened in that one. I don't want to go too much into that one again because otherwise it will only start me off. Um, but yeah, that obviously that match where Liverpool should have had that goal should have stood. Um, like I say, the controversy surrounding that. It's not. It's not even the fact that the controversy surrounded. There's no. Con there was nothing controversial about it. It just should have stood. As simple as that. It's plain and simple to see why they couldn't have just added it on it afterwards and whatever. If it's a present, if it was, if it was one of these things where it's a precedented thing to happen in football, so be it. Because at the end of the day, it's costing team points. It's costing team positions in the in the league. Like if you added those points on the Liverpool. Well, if you added that point on to Liverpool, they would be sitting ahead of Man City on the table. Do you know what I mean? So it's it all comes down to those types of things, and that, do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, um, so yeah, so that's my predictions for the Premier League set of fixtures for that. Um, so we know, as I say, going into Monday Night Raw. So season premiere of Raw um, was on Monday. Obviously, we'll have the season premiere of SmackDown the week before, and that which obviously started off with John Cena coming out, and then obviously you had Roman Reigns um, coming out as well. Obviously, making his SmackDown return first time since we've seen him since after SummerSlam, and that edition of SmackDown. So the first time we're seeing him back on 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 the episode of SmackDown. Looks as if it's going to be set where it's going to be Roman Reigns against LA Knight for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Um, it's hard to know what they're actually really calling that because in commentary, Michael Cole calls it the WWE Undisputed Champion. And, that, and it does kind of say that on the belt. 
that's just what she has. So I'm kind of guessing it's more that's the name of it. But sometimes it's still announced as the undisputed WWE Undisputed Universal Champion or whatever type. But it's not the Universal anymore because it's it's just a WWE Undisputed Champion. But I mean, it can, is it really is it really undisputed anymore? Because I mean, obviously Seth has got the the one that's currently on Raw, and obviously Roman is carrying the one that's on SmackDown. And that was the whole the whole point. Obviously, the merge of the two belts that Roman Reigns had into this one that he carries now is kind of like this is his belt now. The other two don't matter as such. This is his belt. So, yeah. But anyway, so we went into that. So it looks as if it's going to set up that. Um. Obviously, there's still the issue with the bloodline. Um. What's going to happen there? Obviously, we've got Survivor Series coming up as well very soon. And that are we going to have what we've been known to have for the past year or two um, for Survivor Series with War Games? And that are we going to have that um, on the cards again with Survivor Series coming up? Um, obviously, there has been plants of seed seeding by the way with Jade Cargill, who obviously we know who has now signed with the WWE, where they're going to fit her in into everything. And that, you know, as I say, will they make the War Games where they have a women's War Games match and they have a men's War Games match? Are they going to make that a thing for Survivor Series and that? And that? Are they going to bring Jade Cargill in? The, are they going to make her go straight into the one of the world, one of the women's championship matches and things like that? You know, what are your opinions on that? Do you think Jade Cargill deserves a shot at one of those championships? You know, considering she's just came from an arrival company straight in, done a bit of training and straight in. Or do you think it, it wouldn't it would it wouldn't be fair on, on all those girls in the back who've been who've been training, who've been putting in the work, you know, in the company type of thing, who who they think deserve a shot for someone just to walk in and steal their spot? You know, it's one of those, it's a cast 22. You know, it's one of those ones where it's it's hard to say. But obviously, you know, everyone knows how, how good Jake, Jake Cargill is. And, that, and it looks as if they're sticking with that name as well, because there's, so far there's been no name change, no nothing like that. So they must be sticking with that, which is which is all well and good. Um, because a lot of the time you always tend to see a name change happen. Sometimes even for no apparent reason, but it's something that you just kind of stick to, you know, um, and run with it. And that's what Jade is doing now. And that. Um, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on Jade Cargill? Do you, do you think, as I say, she would be a worthy champion on WWE and that, or potentially NXT as well? Um, and speaking of NXT, so obviously we have got NXT Havoc coming up very, very soon as well. So obviously we know the night one that we have the NXT Women's Championship match between two of Irish's own uh, and Becky Lynch and Lyra Valkyria, and that, which will be a hell of a match. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And that I cannot wait for it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be so good. It really is. Um, like as much as I love Becky Lynch, 
you know, I think Lyra Valkyria, like, truly deserved it. It's her time. It's her time. Like, whenever I watched that match back with, uh, what do you call her? Um, she was in yeah, Tiffany Stratton. When I watched that match back to determine who was going to be the, the NXT Women's Champion at the time, obviously I was rooting for Lyra Valkyria, being, you know, being Irish and things like that. But I thought, and I thought she was going to do it. I really did, and that. But obviously, Tiffany got got the W and got the championship there, there and then. Um, do I think Tiffany um, deserved to maybe be pushed on the on onto the main roster? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you can see why they're trying to maybe push her onto the main roster. But I mean, what does that what does it mean? What, what would it, where would it leave the NXT Women's Division? You know, would it leave them in a good place that Tiffany Stratton was to be pushed onto the main roster so soon after only really coming on the scene over the past year or two? You know, but we've seen people being pushed sooner who went on the NXT and be pushed onto the main roster. But as I say, who knows? This is a WWE we're talking about. Anything can happen at any given time, which is something that we all know about when it comes to wrestling. Um, so yes, so as I say, with the SmackDown premiere there, so you had obviously, well, well, what it, what it looks like is set up between Roman Reigns versus LA Knight for the WWE Undisputed Championship, or whatever, whatever they're calling it. You might as well just call it the WWE Championship now, because at the end of the day, you've got the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which is on Raw, and you've got Roman Reigns one on SmackDown. I, th- I think they should just revert it back to the WWE Championship. It makes it so much easier. You know? Just because he's not an undisputed champion anymore. Do you know I mean? Because obviously, because Rollins has got another champ, got the championship now that's on Raw. And that, which we will get into very, very shortly, because he has what looks like a new challenger facing him at the next review, which is Crown Jewel. Which is, I believe, on the. I could be wrong date wise here, but I think it's is it the fourth of November, something like a fourth or fifth of November, and that um and that which, as I said, is shaping up to be an interesting premium life event. That's for sure, um and then also, like I said, we've got Survivor Series coming up. So obviously, obviously after Crown Jewel, we all know what Survivor Series only being a few weeks away after that as to what matches they're going to be setting up for for that. Um, as I say, it is only rumours at the time, but there has been plenty of talk about Bloodline versus a team of like so Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, things like that. But being from and also Bloodline teaming up with the Judgment Day as well. That's what they're look, potentially looking at. So you could have, if you if you're, if Roman Reigns isn't defending the championship at Survivor Series, which he didn't last year because he was in that match, as I say, with the Bloodline when it was the Bloodline against Kevin Owens and ones like that. So it's gonna look. It looks as if it's gonna be similar sort of kind of setup in a sense. So it's, you're going to have Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy or so, 
and then if it's a if it's a five team one, I would say it's probably going to be more likely Finn Balor and Damian Priest as as the five for that. Then you're going to have part of the team that's facing them. You're going to have Cody Rhodes, L.A. Knight, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. I would say that would be your five against the Judgment Day slash Bloodline. And that um, going into Survivor Series rumored matches, this would this would be kind of my card for what because obviously. At Crown Jewel, you've got the big women's match where there's, I think it's like a, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's a five-person gauntlet match or if it's just a, a match with, it's just like one fall to finish. There's five of them. Um, obviously, Rhea Ripley defending the championship, which looks like against Zoe Stark, um, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler. And I can't remember who the other one was now. Oh, it might be Nia Jax potentially, and that, and and that would be interesting to see where they go with that. Do they keep the championship on Rhea Ripley? Do they give it to someone to someone else? And that, um, because Nia Jax, people don't want it to be given to Nia Jax, but if they give it to her, you could see her carrying it for a while because of her strength and that you know behind her. And, uh, and you want someone like that, so you do as well. I mean, like, Rhea Ripley doesn't need to have a championship to be good. Do you know what I mean? Because we know we all know how good she is and that. Do you know what I mean? So, and obviously with the whole Judgment Day thing, you know, and that. And, like, obviously you don't want her to be kicked out because she doesn't have a, have a belt. But it does look good on Rhea as well. So this is why I'm in a Catch-22 situation with that, thinking that, Nia Jax could be the winner of that and take it off Rhea Ripley and that would set up a feud between them and that as well um, but there's so much that could come out of um, out of Crown Jewel that could lead into Survivor Series as well um, which I think is only it can only be a good thing for the WWE brand and, and, that, and obviously we all know that now that Triple H is in charge of from what I gather, it's full creative, and that where he has the control of all of that. Whereas before, it used to be Vince McMahon had the last say, and that was it, and that sort of thing. So, so my guess. So obviously, we will go into a bit of raw as well here. Um, obviously, we have the undisputed tag team championships um on the line between the team of Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, who were the, the defending tag team championships. Are defending tag team champions and um, who won the tag team titles off Finn Balor and Damian Priest and that at the, the most recent premium live event and that and um, as I say they were defending them on the season premiere of Raw as part of the main event and in that main event I say we had a good match right up until Jimmy Uso decided to come out, interfere, super kick kick Jay as he was about to go to the top turnbuckle to go to retain the championship. Finn Balor climbed up, coup de gras, one, two, three. New tag team championships, meaning that Judgment Day were back on top of the mountain on WWE with Senor Money in the Bank. 
Damian Priest and Finn Balor as tag team champions. And obviously, with Damian Priest still have holding the, the beautiful briefcase in his hand. And obviously, you still got Dominic Mysterio as the North American champion. And, that, and obviously, the Eradicator, Rhea Ripley, as the women's champion from Raw as well. So, Judgment Day with all the gold. Um, and that only bit of gold that they don't have, obviously, is any main championship as such or mid card championship. But there's where JD McDonough can come in. Now, I would love to see him with something like that with the likes of an Intercontinental Championship. But obviously, Gunther is on the run of his life. Now, there is a match. If ever there was a time to book that match <clears throat> for the Intercontinental Championship, that is it. Whether it be a Survivor Series or not, book that match. Because I've witnessed it um, on OTT On Demand. And if you haven't witnessed it yourself, guys, check it out on OTT On Demand. which is a paid service um, for OTT and it's a really good, got really, really great catalogue of shows and they're available on that. Um, and as I say, there's also on, on that site as well, they've got the, the website with merchandise. Uh, they've got the new OTT championship belt available to purchase as well at different prices. But you need to email the page and to basically if you want any more info on that as well and um, as i say all the details for that will be on ott's facebook page and that and if you need to ask anyone and that just send ott uh if your ott page a message on facebook and someone will get back to you as well it's a really really good looking belt like i first seen it as i say back in what was it march whenever they brought whenever they released it out um as on the on their event scrapper mania and as soon as i saw it i was like i want that i want that belt so badly and boy when i want something so badly like that i'll i get it and i'll be getting it very soon folks just to let you know and that and you, you will see, um, as I say, I will do a video of that at one point um, where you will see photos of me with that belt as well. And I've also got another belt on purchase as well. But we're just keeping that one under wraps for the time being. Um, but yeah, so as I say, going forward, um, as I say, we will be changing things up slightly on the Golden Nugget podcast. Um, so as I say, so we know we will be having different episodic episodes and that, um, there'll be su certain surprise episodes thrown in as well. So you'll have your normal weekly one, which will be your football and wrestling talk, just like today, which will obviously go out um, this evening. And then you will also have 
your special episodes as well. And there also will be some chat that I will be having as well with some special guests and that over the course of the next couple of weeks and that. Um, so watch out for this pace. Um, as I say, I have a special guest coming on, um, as I said, for next week, which is none other than the Canary Kid who wrestles on NXG. So it's not, it's not the Canary Kid from old, it's the, it's the young Canary Kid and that Ricky Henry, aka the Canary Kid. That he will be on the episode next week talking about a wee bit about about his career and about his upcoming match with the professional John McCann at the next NXG show, which is at the Malone Rugby Club. And if you haven't got your tickets, folks, you go on to NXG Wrestling page on Facebook. Uh, if you go on there, there should be a link available through Eventbrite. Uh, tickets are available; should be still available to purchase there as well um so as as I was just talking lately there about the nxg so obviously nxg malone rugby club and that the saturday the 28th i think it is or sunday the 29th sunday the 29th um it is and well it's a week a week this a week this coming sunday so this sunday is 22nd so, so. yeah so it'll be 29th 29th I think it would be a setup, sorry, setup. But yeah, so the 29th of October, Blown Rugby Club, NXG, and as I say, the professional John McCann against the Canary Kid for and to become the inaugural NXG Junior Heavyweight Champion. And, uh, and there's so much more on the card as well. And that. Um, so, folks, if you want, if you're interested in that show on the Sunday of your fee, if you're up in Belfast, and that, check it out. Because like I say it's on NXG Wrestling on their Facebook. Check it out, NXG Wrestling on Eventbrite, and that tickets should be available on there as well. And that, um, yes. So, as we're going into, as I say, talking about, still talking about Raw there as well. So, obviously, we have that match. I've also had Ricochet against Shinsuke Nakamura. A false count anywhere match, which is something that you don't get often on Raw as a false count anywhere match. You haven't seen a false count anywhere match actually for quite some time, actually, and it's it's quite a nice one to have because again with false count anywhere anything can happen, and again as I say, ricochet pulling off everything that you could think of, and unfortunately he did not come up with a win, whereas Shinsuke Nakamura did. Um, but yeah, so that is your snippet of the Raw review. Obviously, we had new tag team champions. Um, as I say, you've got the segment there between Drew McIntyre also with Seth Rollins, which is looking set to set up a match between the two of them at Crown Jewel. Hasn't been made official yet, as far as I know. But once that gets made official, folks, you will hear on here as well. Um, and I hope it does because I would like to see that match because as I say in that promo Drew was talking about how that you know he feels hard done by the fact that you know that he 
he had so many different chances, obviously talking about the, the, chance, the chance that he had to clash the castle to, to beat Roman Reigns, and obviously it was the bloodline that interfered in that, and Seth basically came around and said, oh, you know, you shouldn't be making excuses in this year, but how, how can they call that an excuse? Do you know what I mean? You know, the fact that it took more than just Roman Reigns to stop Drew McIntyre beating a clash at the castle. And it did. Do you know what I mean? Because at the time, Jimmy and Jay weren't there. So who the, who did they pull out? They pulled out the bag Solo Sokoa. And he pulled out Drew McIntyre from the ring. And that, or was the referee pulled out? I think it was the referee he pulled out to stop the count, yeah. And that, and then obviously, you know, obviously he, he got took out by Drew. Then the next thing Roman Reigns took Drew out and Roman retained. But if it hadn't have been for Solo Sokoa, Drew McIntyre could have been your new champion. But at the same time, I'm glad I'm glad that's ha- that happened for what's ha- had to happen for Roman Reigns. Because for him to surpass now Hulk Hogan's reign as being one of the longest champions in WWE history. And that's so he surpassed that. And that so he has building his own legacy. Now a topic here, how far do we think Roman Reigns will get to? Are they gonna try and push him to beat Bruno San Martino's record as being the longest reigning champion? Or is he gonna fall short of that record? Because I think they're definitely building it up to, that they want to try and have someone be close to beating it. Because we all know how good Bruno, Bruno, Sam, Bruno, Sam, Bruno Sammartino was in that back in the day. Now obviously back in the day, I mean from then wrestling's changed so much. You know, to what it, you know, what it used to be then to what it is now and things like that. You know, the, the fact that most of them are on the road so so many days throughout the year and you can kind of see why roman reigns takes time off when he when he you know when he wants to type a thing in that you know when he's not storyline to take on anybody for the belt or whatever until he until it needs to be set up then he makes his return and i think his return to timed it very very well because obviously you know well like he doesn't need to be on every show fighting as long as he's on shows and stuff like that the fans will be happy you know, as long as they're getting some wrestling and amongst it all, you know, you can't really go wrong with it. And that's the thing with Roman Reigns, you know, it's like, you know, yes, he may not wrestle in many matches as what he maybe done before, you know, but that could be health issues, you know, as well. Or it could, it could just be the fact that the past couple of years taking his toll on him a bit. Because don't forget, in my mind, he's carried this company for over three years. Like he carried it now, yes, he did take time off over, you know, the pandemic and stuff like that, but he did come back mid-pandemic and that. So when there was no fans, he was coming back, he was winning championships. You know, that's when that's when his reign, you know, began. And that, you know, was whenever he came back and came, and came back stronger, hungrier, better, better on the mic, better, better, pretty much better in the ring and that. So sometimes it's hard to tell whether they were better in the ring because they were still good in the ring. It was just their promo work needed a lot more. And the whole look is completely different. 
better, definitely, from what it was from a couple of years ago. And that could compare to what he was. Like, you, you, you look at the Roman Reigns that came in as part of the Shield to what he is now. Complete and utter difference. Attitude-wise, different. Wrestling style and technique, not so, not so much different. Because obviously then he still used a Superman punch and spear and things like that. The drive-by. He still uses all that. There's nothing wrong with that. But he just changed himself. Even going from the big dog. And stuff like that. Even like that was a bit of a change. But it wasn't the right change. Because he still was at that level where he was still learning. Kind of. And not especially with the promo skills. But then something just clicked and changed and whether you love him or hate him you're going to respect him you're going to acknowledge him because he's not only my but he's also your tribal chief and head of the table and on that note folks we are going to leave it for there for this week so i want to say one thing and one thing only we know that we all follow the tribal chief. And it's time that everyone acknowledged me. I've been Rob Gold. This has been the Golden Nugget. I hope you all have a good weekend. And we shall all see you soon. Ooh.